Hello everybody, welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today on our history show, we are featuring June 21st to June 27th. Yeah. As well, of course, as our two metal bottom stories. They just keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Last week we went over two more amazing stories and, you know, they just keep coming. It is so cool. And also, we do have some cool history though. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. you will never, ever forget. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's kind of that. Yeah. It's that big is. stuff. It's little stuff. It's weird stuff. It's popular stuff. It's it's everything all rolled into one. It is. Yeah. And I mean, how do you not watch a show like that? Right. Because it's unpredictable. Right. Like, you just don't know what the hell you're going to get. But That's you right. know you're going to get some good history. That's right. Stuff you never learned in school. Yeah. Just like this. Yeah. June 21st, 1768. Okay, we're going back, back. This is pre-USA. Whoa. The first medical diploma. Oh, okay. Could you imagine getting that? In the U.S.? In the U.S. Okay. Could you imagine getting that? All right, being Um, the first. Dude, everybody remembers the first. I know. Always. You're always right about that. Mm -hmm. Dr. John Archer receiving the first medical diploma issued on the American continent. Even even that sounds cool. That's, yeah. The American continent. Yeah. Damn. That's big. It's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1769, Archer commenced the practice of law in Harford County. He was a member of the Revolutionary Committee from 1774 to 1776, and later raised a military company during the American Revolutionary War. Bet he knew Washington. He, he's back. He 100% knew Washington. Of course. There's no way he didn't. So... That he raised the military company. That he, means he was under the direction of General Washington. Of course. He did big things. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. And George Washington is yet back again yep. on another show. Yep. Just like last week. It's awesome. He's pretty much up nearly on every show. I feel I feel we should get like a George Washington like doll or a... Like a little no, bust. Something. Just have his face like Like right a here. bobblehead? Yeah. Just whenever we do history shows... George Washington bobblehead. He's here. Sold on... Uh, <laughs> Wondering.com. We, uh... Yeah. 1999. But call now! Oh, shit. During the next ten minutes, you can receive a second one for free. That's two! Two George Washington <laughs> bobbleheads for 1999. In the countdown. Right. Yep. It's terrible. I, I still gotta it. do that. I still gotta do an infomercial. We're but, doing it. We are. We're doing a lot of different things. We are. All right, I'm going to take this to June 22nd, 1941, uh, starting at 3.15 a.m., some 3.2 million German soldiers mm. plunged headlong into Russia across an 1,800-mile front um, in a major turning point of uh, World War II. Wow. At 7 a.m. that morning, a proclamation from Hitler to the German people announced, at this moment, a march is taking place that, for its extent, Comprise, uh, compares with the greatest the world has ever seen. Wow. And then he got his ass whooped in Russia. I like it. That's literally why he lost. If he didn't send all those people and all those resources over to Russia to greedy. try and take over Russia. He's just greedy. Mm-hmm. And Russia was like, no, I'm not joining you, but, you know, you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. It's crazy, too. It's Whenever I think of history... I just think of, like, like when we do our Medal of Honor stories, mm-hmm. you know, it's one man's actions that change a whole yeah. history, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, that was one of Hitler's biggest downfalls, is that 
ego. He spread, yeah, because he spread his armies way too thin. Yeah. Because he was down in the African continent, he was in Europe, yeah. and then he was over, and then he sent three and a half, almost three and a half million troops That's into lot. Russia. And most of them froze to death. Right. Trying to cross 1,800 miles of open, yeah, freezing cold, I, I mean... You start to march into Russia in June, and by the time you get even close to being halfway across, it's the middle of winter. Oh, I would hate... I mean, I hate the cold. Yeah, but marching across a barren Russian... That's what I'm saying. ...land in the freezing cold? I would never want to freeze. No, no way, man. If he'd had... Well, whatever. I'm glad he screwed up. You want to know why? You want to know why? Do it. Because we won! Yeah! That's what I was waiting for. Sucker. All right, so we're going to go to June 23rd, 1938. Marineland opens in Florida. Yeah. You ever, first, been, you ever been to Marineland? I have been to Marineland. I have not been to the one in Florida, but I did go to the one in Canada. Yes, that's where I went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Toronto? I think, um, I think it was in Toronto. I don't or know. Was I was Ontario? Really young. Yeah. I, I don't really understand young. Canada. And, like, they're different. I can't even get into Canada now, so yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> but. I can't either, so. I, <laughs> I remember when I went, though, um, I was really, really young, but I just couldn't. I was just like, God damn, there's a big whale in a big tank. Yeah. Like, you know how little kids, they mm-hmm. they tell the truth. Yep. Just, I'm like, Mom, why is there a big whale in a big tank? And then it would jump up and splash us, and I was like, why the hell did that fish just splash us? You know what I mean? But it was cool to see, and, you know, it's huge. I mean, is it still open? No, I'm pretty sure they all got shut down. Did they? Because of, like, uh... Just the animal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I didn't look that up, but I was I was wondering if it was still Yeah, open. I'm pretty sure they all got, they all closed down. But 1938, that was a while ago. And, I mean, they were around for a while, right? They went oh, yeah. From... Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was the inspiration for Free Willy. Free Willy. What a great movie. I did watch that movie. What a great movie. Right at the end? Man, I might have to... Yeah, he jumps over the thing. <laughs> I might have to go back and watch that movie. Uh, There's that, that, that one actress that's in there. She's got that annoying-ass voice, though. She's like the trainer. Oh, you know, God, and she's got that, like, squeaky-ass... Wasn't that, like, a Mike, Michael Jackson movie? No. He did the soundtrack or something? Oh, did he? I think he I did. I can't remember, dude. I literally haven't seen that movie in 20 years. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I mean, I did watch it, though. Watch. You're going to get a screenshot tonight of me watching Free Willy. Oh, I'm going to put it on TikTok. No. I might do a TikTok yeah, of Free Willy. <laughs> I might. I might. But until then, I'll take us mm-hmm. to June 25th, mm. 1950. The Korean War began oh. as uh, North Korean troops led by Russian-built tanks crossed the 38th parallel and launched a full-scale invasion of South Korea. Five days later, uh, U.S. ground forces entered the conflict, which lasted until July 27th, 1953, um, when an armistice uh, was signed at Panmunjom. Like it. Okay. Like it. Formally uh, dividing the country at the 38th parallel into North Korea and South Korea. Wow. Yeah. And that was a big thing. And we've been homies with the South Koreans uh, ever since. Yep. A.K.A. Samsung. Thank you very much, South Korea. Same with my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the, you North, the North Koreans, though. Yeah. Different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're nuts. They've always been dicks. Well, clearly, they've, I mean, they've been dicks for a long time. Yes. My grandfather was in the Korean War. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you hear the stories? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Weren't those great? Oh, yeah. God. I met a Medal of Honor guy. 
Have you? Yeah, I lived in the same um, same town as my grandfather. Oh. Yeah. When you were a kid, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. when I was I was little little. How cool is it now to remember that? I know. I gotta I gotta I gotta figure out what his name was. And but I'll, just to hear it I'll, though. I, well, I'll do that. Oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, of course. Because I know the story. I mean, I could do the story without even the thing. Because I, I mean, the guy told me the story. Wasn't it the greatest? Yeah. Now that you look back, though, yeah. you're just like, holy mm-hmm. shit. That's great. Yep. Um, We're going to go to June 26, 1925. Ooh. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. The Gold Rush. Yeah. A movie. No. Mm-hmm. Directed, starring, and written by Charlie Chapman. Charlie Chapman, little mustache. Little mustache. Was released, um, it was a silent movie at first. Yep. The whole thing, silent. I mean, that was his shtick, right? Yeah. Shtick. Look at you. Mm. Shtick. S-C-H-T-S-C-H. Spell it. How do you? What? Spell it right here. I'll right spell here. it wrong. Spell it right here. I'll so spell it wrong. <laughs> right. You won't even be able to Google it. Welcome you to spell One Dream right. Podcast. Right. <laughs> But um, uh, in 1942, he updated the movie with sound and narration. Nice. So, I would love to... You know, every Charlie Chapman thing I've seen... Yeah, I have the same birthday as Charlie Chapman. Do you? Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. No, no. No, I lied. I can't remember that actress. How dare you lie? I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I've never lied on the show before. Me either. I've never lied on the show before. (laughs) No, but... um. It's just crazy, like, his whole thing was a silent movie. I think, you know, props to directors Mm -hmm. in the movie, everything. I think you and I could direct a silent movie. No, we couldn't. You don't think so? We can barely get through a 30-minute show. I mean, you are correct, but I think a silent movie... I don't think so. I promise you that Tell people what to do? Okay, okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. I think that we could... Yeah. Technically, I think that we could. Of course. I think that that movie would be worse in 2021 than that movie was in 1925. Mm. Our movie would be 100 years newer and worse. I promise you I'd rather watch that movie. And we haven't even made the movie yet. I promise you I'd rather watch that movie. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I could do the little mustache, though. Should we do a show with, like, we'll get some fake mustaches? Just, mustache. Just mustaches. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, no, then we'll look stupid because we'll have a fake mustache and a real beard. We'll have to shave. Well, no, because you'll look like you're seven. We'll do wigs. And I'll look like Let's I... do wigs. I'll tell you what. I'll we'll shave sh- and do the little mustache and be Charlie. <laughs> and be Charlie. And you can get the wig and be George. Okay. I'll show up to Washington. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to hit... You got to get the teeth, though, dude. I'm going to get fake wooden teeth. I'm hitting Party City hard this week. Done. Find find one of those colonial wigs. The next time people see us on the show, they're going to be like, well, these guys are just... Who are these dudes? These guys lost it. But then tried for so long to get you to hit the sub button. (laughs) Some people might be like, wow, look at at Matt and Oliver. They look terrible. They look kind of good. Is that a little mustache? (laughs) Is he wearing a wig? <laughs> and then you just start lisping because you have fucking wooden teeth. <laughs> right. I wonder if George Washington had a lisp. I've never heard a speech George from George Washington. Washington. No, because he didn't have anything recorded from I that. I know, but dude, there's got to be something. There's no, no. I mean, there's not. You're right. There's no recording devices. Yeah, but there's got to be something. 
Maybe he was at the Denver airport and they've got, you know, recordings of him, for the Son lizard people. Of a bitch. You know? The Illuminati's got tapes of Washington. Mm. One drink, I tell you. Stupid. They do have a, uh, a suit mm-hmm. that Washington wore um, at one point. That's it's worth legit? like $3 million. No, no, no. It's, it's legitimately a real thing. It's at a museum. Three million. It's a real thing. Yeah, but he. it's a suit that he wore. Yeah. Um, and it was pink. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. It was originally pink. But that was a, a, different. a color that was uh, difficult to produce. Um, so it was Back a down. sign of like high status mm. if you had that color available. I like it. Yeah. This is like right now like with the color yellow on a car. It's more expensive than any other color. Yeah. Because of the pigments. But it's just so funny, too, because, like, if George Washington was... Did you see that catch? That was good. That was a good These catch. coasters... That was a good catch. These coasters are not the best. But if he was to wear pink now, like, if George Washington was alive and he's mm-hmm. wearing pink down the road... He'd be fine. He would be fine, but it's just a whole... Or if he did it, you know, different. 75 years ago, it'd be way different. Crazy. It'd be way different. I just... I love the history shows, mm-hmm. and I just wish that, like, we could go back in time or just have them come to this modern time, you know what right. I mean? Right, just to chat with us for a little bit. That's it. And well, no, because mm-hmm. they'd come back and they'd think that, we like, oh, well, this is a oh, it'd world be, full of giant babies. It would be hilarious. It'd be a different time. For us, it would be hilarious. For us, it would be. I, I, I mean, we would hilarious. be like, wow, this is great, but, yep. you know. Can you imagine... I would George, love it. don't worry. I'm gonna set up your Twitter page. Yeah, he'd probably slap me. He'd be like, I'd probably what? get slapped. He'd be like, you know what Twitter meant to us back then? Right. <laughs> you know, birds. Some cr- some cr- cr- yeah. <laughs> it's uh, probably something like a toe fungus. That's what I'm you saying. I mean? Like back then, we're just like, man, my butt hurts. What's wrong with you? I got that Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you mean you want to put me up on some Twitter? Right. <laughs> You trying to give me a foot fungus? <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway. so let's get into... Yeah, let's get into these uh, Some Medal, Medal of Honor stories. So... Let's do it. I'm going to Staff Sergeant David G. Uh, Bellavia, mm-hmm. U.S. Army, Iraq War. Oh, we're talking recent. This is this is the most recent one oh. that we have yet to go over. You are right. Um, I love it. A lot of ours have been World War II... Vietnam, Way, Korea, yeah. um, but this is the first one that we've come across so far uh, okay. that was in in modern times. Yes. Um, so this was only 17 years ago I like uh, it. that this one happened. Uh, Staff Sergeant uh, David G. Bellavia distinguished himself by acts of gallantry and intrepidity above and beyond the call of duty on November 10th, 2004, uh, while serving as squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. Mm. So... Fallujah was an epicenter of was the worst violence and yeah. chaos and craziness and it's all funny too kinds because of terrible uh, things that mm, happened. Yeah, my buddy Jerry, mm-hmm. same thing was over there in Fallujah. Yep. Oh man, you know my hats off to yes all the Complete. all the men and women that served over there always. So while clearing a house, a squad from Staff Sergeant Bellavia's platoon became trapped within. A room by intense enemy fire coming from a fortified position under the stairs leading to the second floor. Now, so this whole thing is taking place in a house. Okay. In a, so, you know, we're not in a jungle. We're not in a, 
We're in a house. Yeah. Which is different from what we talk about. Totally different yeah. from most of the stories that we've had so yeah. far. Not in the fact that it's any better or worse, but just totally different. Everything. Like you're in close quarters, yeah. you're tight, you're... It's, it's funny too because coming from 2004 right. to... You know what? Yeah, I like it. I like yep. it. Okay, so... Uh, recognizing the immediate severity of the situation and with disregard for his own safety, Staff Sergeant Belvia um, retrieved an automatic weapon and entered the doorway of the house to engage the insurgents. With enemy rounds impacting around him, Staff Sergeant Belvia fired at the enemy position um, at a cyclic rate, providing cover fire that allowed the squad to break contact and exit the house. So he came in. Put down some cover fire. The boys were able to get out of there yeah. without getting without getting hit. I like it. Um, so a Bradley fighting vehicle, um, which is a it's not a tank, but it's a it's an armored vehicle. Okay. Um, yep. That's got you know guns on it and stuff. Um, a Bradley fighting vehicle was brought forward to suppress the enemy. However, due to high walls surrounding the house, it could not fire directly at the enemy position. Uh, Staff Sergeant then re-entered the house and again came under intense enemy fire. So he went back in to the house. Crazy. He observed an enemy insurgent uh, preparing to launch a rocket-propelled grenade at his platoon. Damn. Recognizing the grave danger the grenade posed to his fellow soldiers, uh, Staff Sergeant Bellavia assaulted the enemy position, killing one insurgent and wounding another who ran to a different part of the house. Staff Sergeant Bellavia... Realizing he had an uncleared, darkened room to his back, moved to clear it. Wow. So now you're in a house. You know that there's bad guys that are trying to shoot you. Exactly. And now there's a dark room that's unclear. And he doesn't know. No, no, no. He knew it. Now he's going back. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's going back into the room. So it's... It's crazy. Staff Sergeant Bellavia, entering further into the darkened room... Uh, returned fire and elim- and eliminated both insurgents which were hiding inside. Nice. Um, Staff Sergeant Bellavia then received enemy fire from another insurgent um, emerging from a closet in a dar- in in the same darkened room. Exchanging gunfire, uh, the Staff Sergeant pursued the enemy up the stairs and eliminated him. Now on the second floor. Bellavia moved to a door that opened onto the roof. At this point, a fifth insurgent leapt from the third floor onto the second floor roof. Staff Sergeant Bellavia engaged the insurgent through through a window, wounding him in the back and legs, and caused him to fall off the roof, which is what he gets. Acting on instinct to save the members of his platoon from an imminent threat, Staff Sergeant Bellavia ultimately cleared an entire enemy-filled house destroyed four insurgents, and badly wounded a fifth. Staff Sergeant Bellavia's bravery, uh, complete disregard for his own safety, and unselfish and courageous actions are in keeping with the finest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself and the United States Army. Wow. That is a great, great story. Yeah. It's, I mean, these, these guys just prove to me that they are courageous and selfless and amazing. And, yeah, and I feel like, I feel like there's not like I can't find the right words exactly. to like describe. And you know, and it's not 
I mean, it's obviously we we go over these stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're you know extraordinary. But it's all of the service well, men and course. women out there that deserve all this. It's credit just as each well, individual too. story hits it hits different. different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And yep. for that one, um, it's great too because it's modern. And with like all the modern technology, he was still, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, you know, you're doing all this stuff when there's um, this technology that you know that can trace you and all this yeah. other. But when you're stuck in a house with dark rooms, you got nothing but you. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to get your, that was you great. know, your people out. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. That was a great. So, cheers to you, Staff great, Sergeant. Great story. Yeah. I love that one. And it was recent. Yeah. 17 years ago. It was our first recent. Yeah. First recent one we've come across so far. 17 years doesn't seem... It seems like yesterday, though. Yeah. You know, when yeah. all that stuff went down. Yeah. I mean, I was in... I just graduated high school. Yeah. Or I was one year away from graduating high school. Crazy. But great story. Yep. <clears throat> World War Two, U.S. Army, Homer Wise. He's going down. While his platoon was pinned down by enemy small arms fire from both flanks, he left his position in um, comparative safety and assisted in the carry one of his men. He went to carry one of his men who had been seriously wounded and who laid exposed position to the point where he could receive medical attention. So he got his boy and took him back. Got him out of there. Which is good. And I noticed that a lot. I mean, Oh, yeah. That's what you They're do. They're always into If help. you're in war, you do that. Yep. <clears throat> the advance of the platoon was resumed, but once again stopped by enemy um, frontal fire. A German officer and two enlisted men, armed with automatic weapons, threatened the, um, the right flank. Fiercely exposing himself, he moved to position, which he killed all three with a submachine, a submachine gun. So he was like, not going out. Nope. Got you. Yep. Returning to his squad, he obtained an M1 rifle and um, uh, several anti-tank grenades, then took a position which he uh, delivered accurate fire on the enemy holding up the advance. As the battalion moved forward, it was again stopped by enemy frontal by flanking fire. He procured an automatic rifle and advanced ahead of his men, neutralizing an enemy machine gun with his fire. When he was flanking, when the flanking fire became more intense, he ran by, ran to a nearby tank, and exposing himself to turret, which I believe is enemy fire, mm-hmm. restored a jam machine gun to operating efficiency. Use it so it could um, fire on its enemies. So he fixed a tank during all this. That's crazy. To fire. Oh my lord. Um, effectively, the fire from the adjacent ridge, uh, thus permitting the battalion to occupy its objective. So, and then, of course, they were able to finish their, yeah, um, their task. Yeah. So, yeah, so to even fix a tank. Right. Well, at least the jammed machine gun on top of a tank. Yeah. But to get that piece of equipment going, you know what I mean? During, and, then, and then use it to your advantage. Yeah. During all of this this chaos. stuff that's going Just on. It's, uh, oh. So, yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> so, Homer Wise. Wow. 
I mean, I, just, I can't say enough for my appreciation for any know, anyone in the anyone military. in the service. Yeah, we I mean, love it. it. You know, provides us with the ability to do this show. That's what we're here for, yeah. though. We just want these people to be known. Yeah, it's simple. Sure. It's yeah. easy. Because I mean, you know, everybody knows what the Medal of Honor is, mm-hmm. but I don't think that enough people appreciate the magnitude of what it is or the story behind it. Right. Right, like or what this these guy people got... actually had to go through, Eggs. and none of these people were it, none of. It's not like any of them were trying. You know, they woke up every morning like, "Dad, today I'm gonna get the Medal of Honor." Today. You're talking about like nowadays, people want likes and shares. Right, right. No, 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 no. That's that's literally the exact opposite of what all these people. These are. These people were true heroes. Yes, hundred percent. In, in Do every you agree? definition like, of the word, hundred percent. I mean, there's, and no... I bet you that every single one of them will disagree with us that they're not oh, heroes. Yeah, yeah, but but you are. They are. Yeah, it's very simple. You just, I mean, yeah. That's why we. That's why we started this shit. Yep. 100%. Not only do, of course, we love everyone in the military, but these stories, dude, they're just. They have to be told. They're movie. You know, it's like when we tell them, if we tell them correctly, sometimes, you can see it in your eyes. It's just, it's like a movie in your head. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And you just, yeah. We love it. I mean, it's great. Yeah. For sure. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can check us out both on Facebook and YouTube. Don't forget to hit that sub button. Click on the bell notification. Be the first ones notified Mm -hmm. when our new episodes hit. And if you could, por favor, Mm. please... Share it with a friend. That's it. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. One friend. Yep. Could you imagine when they share it with that one friend? Mm-hmm. And if then... that one friend shared it with a one friend? Yeah. We'd have six billion followers. Subscribers. That's our goal. And all of it. That's six right. billion? Six billion. That's our goal. All right. six. Maybe one billion. Let's stick with, let's go with one billion. How about, one thousand? Don't have internet. How about one thousand? How about a thousand? I'm good with a thousand. Let's start with a thousand. <laughs> Let's start with a thousand. So somebody better be sharing right now. Uh, I love it. But yeah. we love you all. We as do. Well, so. We do. For both of us here, one drink. Coaster. I finally oh. didn't catch it. I caught it like three <laughs> times. Cheers. See ya.